Podcasting out of Alliance Wrestling Studios, pontificating on pro wrestling, the innovator of talk NWA, he is Jay Ladies and gentlemen, I have the privilege, nay, the honor to present to you, Jaden of Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. He's not only a good friend to the Alliance blog, but he's also been involved with dog since day one. And we're here to talk about the next dog event, which is going to be Wrath of the Champions taking place Saturday, October 30th at the Max Fit Sports Center at 240 Delsa Drive, South Glassboro, New Jersey. Doors open at 7.30. Bell time is at 8. Tickets are just $15. And when you hear this lineup, when we go over the show, that $15 is going to seem very, very minuscule. My friend, Jaden, welcome to the show, pal. How are you? Welcome me. I am awesome. It's true. Um, it's nice to be part of the Alliance guys again. Have to listen to uh, you and and D- uh, J. Cal. I'm sorry, you are J. Cal. And DK and... Um, and the modern day hero, you know, he's a good host, but he doesn't take my place. No, and, and the door is always open. I know you're you're back in, in uh, you know, working a couple of different gigs and doing a couple of different things. And uh, when your schedule frees up, you know, that, that spot is still reserved for you on that show. You're welcome anytime. Well, I'm but, glad because I see that guy Kokuchi and he's been trash talking me and, you know, maybe I'll have to put him in his place. The, the only problem, though, is you're going to have to watch the NWA Power Show. And that's, um, well, let's let's talk about Dog. Let's talk about Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. I mean, this 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 company has been in existence since 2010, correct? Am I right? Tech, they've had their first event in 2010. Uh, it kind of predates a little earlier, but there was a streak of bad luck with buildings. So I we consider the official start in um, April 24th, 2010. They were a member of the National Wrestling Alliance back then. And a lot has happened since that date. You know, and, and a lot, we have a new audience, Jaden. A lot of the folks that used to listen to us back on the blog talk radio, they don't remember uh, or weren't familiar with, with uh, the NWA and Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Can we briefly talk about the past of dogs so that we can catch our listeners up to what Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators is all about? Yes. Can we talk about um, the formation, like you said? Uh, I know you. this had been in works uh, for a little while before that April 24th date, uh, but you did come into professional wrestling, excuse me, dog came into professional wrestling under the NWA banner. What did it mean for Dog early on in those days to have that uh, legitimacy of the NWA uh, promoting with it? A lot of people don't know that I'm the one that hooked up Dr. Zirconium with Fred Rubenstein, a.k.a. Fred Richards of the NWA. And that just made, like Fred, Fred's been a friend of mine for a long time. And Dr. Zirconium is a huge fan of old school, traditional professional wrestling. Um, he thinks more of it being a sport than the comedy and the garbage that you're seeing today. So that's why you're going to see a lot more seriousness, except for Patch. But you're going to see a lot more seriousness in Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. And he wanted to bring something. He wanted to be a member of the NWA. His goal was to make the NWA stronger by 
his participation with Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. It's funny you brought up Patch because I was just watching the tag team match that's available on the Dog YouTube page. The link is at dogprowrestling.com. You can check it out. And uh, this was before Patch and Vinny the Fixer faced off against uh, the Brick City Boys. And Patch was uh, Patch was enjoying himself in that audience. Yeah, Patch is a uh, loose cannon. He is uh, he's dog's version of the boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant, except for he hits really hard. It doesn't look like a dilapidated skeleton. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a totally fair point. Uh, and I'm sorry to sidetrack it. Let's get back to uh, the early days of dog. So uh, Fred Rubenstein um, and Dr. Lawrence Zirconium were uh, the, the, the steam of the engine, if you will, that would brought the NWA and dog together. Yes, there was a couple NWA promoters in Jersey when Dog was working. There was NWA North Jersey, and then there was um, NWA Force One. And um, I actually helped the association with Tommy Cairo and Phil Varlis with uh, Fred Rubenstein and got them working together. So that's where I got them working as part of the NWA. But when uh, things changed, Dr. Zirconium wanted to start working on his own promotion. He hired me to help him with his contacts. He wasn't in the wrestling business. He was just a wrestling fan. But he helped me with his contact, with help him get contacts with people and to wrestlers that I knew. And I kind of stopped becoming a manager from that point because I became an executive. And he pays me well. He doesn't like me, but he pays me well. Uh, so I, I do what I can to make sure that dog is great and i helped him get a lot of sources out there we had the first event on again on april 24th 2010 there was a four-way championship match and listen to this eclectic group the championship match to crown the new dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators heavyweight champion at the time nwa dog pound champion it was chance prophet who the nwa faithful know very well ricky reyes nunzio from the wwe and nick gage and that's an interesting combination right there and a lot of people will be shocked to believe that Nick Gage is actually could actually professional wrestle. He's a very good wrestler. And even though I'm not into the um, styles that Nick Gage is known and famous for, uh, him and I go back a very long time. We're actually friends. And I don't know how that happened, but somehow he contacted and wanted to be part of the dog event. And we had him there and it was an interesting experience. And I mean, you, when you look at that card too, uh, you know there were some stars from the uh, the short-lived NWA Liberty States, uh, NW, NWA uh, on Fire Group, is what they would come to be known as. Uh, I mean, you had uh, uh, Judas Young on the show, uh, of course, Biggie Biggs, who um, still to this day plays a prominent role with uh, the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Rob Echos, who I he's now in WWE, correct? He's at the NXT, right? Yeah, Robert Stone, formerly known as Robbie E. from Impact. That's right. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, Biff Busick, who's now known as Oni Lorkin with NXT. I mean, and what just... And that's the thing uh, I, I really do appreciate about uh, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. It seems like you guys find a way to, to bring in the the next generation of wrestling superstars. The, the names that you bring in, like nobody... Uh, on the independent scene is um, they're not overly uh, popular and, and I don't mean that in a negative way I'm just they're still breaking into the business and then after being with you they find a way to take those next steps and get to that next level 
So it, it, it's almost like dog is a proving ground for the next generation of professional athletes in the sport. Uh, what with do you Dr. think about that? What Dr. Z likes to call him, he likes to call him zirconium in the rough, and he's really, we're really good at finding them. We work together to do so. Uh, me being a manager and working in the wrestling industry for a while, I was able to find a lot of people that weren't getting the good publicity. And, you know, he's really good at mixing veterans with young talent. Uh, even nowadays, this, the list of wrestlers that he has on the, this next event and the ones I know he's working on in the future, uh, you may not be hearing about him now, but you'll definitely be hearing about him soon. Well, yeah, and I don't mean to jump too far around on the card here, but, uh, you know, it was just a few years ago, uh, Ray Jazz was, like, working, you know, the undercard for for Dog. And now, I mean, besides the fact that he's the Dog heavyweight champion, this guy's making appearances in AEW. Um, His name is getting out there, and he is slowly becoming uh, one one of the brightest stars in the Northeast. He's also worked for the WWE. I think he's also did something with Impact. So, you know, that's a couple of the major companies out there. He's a really good, talented wrestler, um, an actual wrestler, NCAA wrestler from uh, Rutgers University. He is friends with Anthony Ashnall, who became the um, national champion for the NCAA at his weight class. Uh, he's a training partner. Um, He's very, 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 very good. And if you ever follow him on Rage as on the Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, watch some of his videos and training videos. He is intense. He puts his body through the rigors that I don't think many people will just to try to constantly improve. And he's shown signs. He's done really good things. I mean, he's been in there with mixed martial artists like Matt Mikowski. He's been in there with... Um, top flight superstars like Rhett Titus uh, you know had a, an excellent pure match with them if you can check it on the dog uh, YouTube page it's an excellent pure style match they had uh, just a great talent who's been in there with some of the best uppercomers himself and is really starting to prove himself he went one on one with Fred Rosser Fred Rosser and uh, Ray Jazz's trainer actually um went to wrestling school together and they're really good friends and how he came within a eyelash of beating guy who now works for new Japan pro wrestling and a former WWE superstar, you know, and, and he came within an eyelash of defeating him. So that just shows how talented he is. And, and the, the, the things that I like about what I see about him is number one, he's young. So there's only room for improvement. And number two, uh, again, that, that collegiate background, like he's a pure wrestler, um, you know, I don't know if Dr. Z can uh, pull this off, but, you know, if he was somehow able to get a match with John Gresham, I think it would just absolutely blow everybody's mind. Oh, yeah. Gresham is a very talented, pure wrestler. Um, a very One of my favorites. Uh, I, I know DK isn't as big of a fan of him as I am, but I just like watching him wrestle. So I think that match would be great. Who knows? Maybe that someday that'll happen in the future. And uh, well, let's get, you know, I I keep getting sidetracked because there's so much fun stuff to talk about with with what's going on at Dog, not just the event that's coming up on October the 30th, the day before Halloween, if you will. Um, But I'm also just excited to see the growth of the roster. I mean, we're seeing uh, new faces show up. We're seeing um, some old faces return and, you know, kind of a nice segue. Let's just talk about that main event that's happening on October the 21st. Uh, 24, excuse me, October 30th. Did I say 24th? 
Yeah, I don't know what the number you came out with. It was twenty first, I think. But yeah, it's October thirtieth at the Max Fit Sports Center, and we are recording. This is being recorded live. There won't be any editing, so all of uh, all of you listeners, make sure to clip that and make fun of me later for uh, forgetting how to speak properly. But yeah, we're this event. I mean, we're seeing the return of a former dog heavyweight champion in the main event, and I think that's pretty freaking cool. Uh, Dirty Money. He's one of the most talented guys to, to step through Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. He had a very successful reign as champion. Uh, he, t- he took on all comers. He beat Damian Wayne to win the damn title. Let's talk about uh, what's happening on October 30th in the main event with Ray Jazz defending against the former champion, Dirty Money. Well, Dirty Money is extremely talented. I mean, his dog championship defenses are against the likes of... of- Anthony, uh, Tony Nice, Anthony Nice, who was WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Um, Cahagas, or as you like to call him, Cahangas, the former Triple Crown of the NWA. Uh, let's see, he's been in there with, um, uh, um, uh, what was the name? Uh, Robbie E., who's now working for the WWE. He has wrestled a lot of talented wrestlers. AR Fox, who's a high flying wrestler, completely different style. He's been. He's just an extremely good, old school, southern style wrestler, who also can mix in with some of the new school stuff. Former WWE developmental guy. People don't know that too. He worked with Ohio Valley Wrestling. Just so good in the ring. Also a certified Zumba instructor. So that's one reason his cardio is so good. Yeah. And, and as you're talking about those accolades, I mean. Brought the title to Massachusetts. Uh, the first time the dog title had been defended in Massachusetts. Uh, regularly defended the title in Pennsylvania. So he really took that title up and down the uh, the, the mid-Atlantic there, up on the uh, northeast end. I mean, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Uh, and, and even before him, I you know, not to get too far off uh, base, but I know Damien Wayne similarly took that title to places like uh I think it was West Virginia he defended that title, correct? Yeah, Virginia, regular Virginia and West Virginia. There we go. uh, South Carolina, North Carolina has been defended. The Dog Championship's been defending in Delaware, and that was was, the first time ever was Dirty Money. New York State, uh, again, Connecticut, um, Ohio. Oh, that's right, the Ohio State Fair. So, I mean, that championship, uh, you know, the prestige of that title – um, although it was definitely benefited from its time with the NWA, it seems like after the NWA, it really had its opportunity to shine as a regional championship in the Mid-Atlantic area, as well, like you said, reaching out to Ohio and further up north. Uh, I mean, the dog championship has had a litany of great champions. And when you look at you know some of these names, like you said earlier, you had Chance Profit, Damian Wayne, Dirty Money, um, Breaker Morant, the former champion, and now... Rage as it, it, it's you know it's not a long list but it's a solid list and that's for sure. Uh, every champion has held the championship for quite some time. Uh, they've had a very long list of challengers. Um, Damian Wayne still holds the record for the most defenses and over fifty, but uh, uh, Dirty Money's held it the longest, and of course Chance Profit being the first. They've defended it everywhere. It wasn't until Dirty Money came in though that the Northeast because. The highest 
uh, with Chance and DW that the championship was defended was New Jersey, but it was DW that went to Delaware to I mean, I'm sorry, it was Damien, it was Dirty Money D Dollar Sign who went to <laughs> Delaware, um, Pennsylvania, New York, and Connecticut. So that's a pretty good idea that you know, as a champion, we defended it all over, and Ray Jazz is working on that too. Um, he's still. He still is a new champion. He officially became champion in his match with uh, Rhett Titus. And um, he's defeated another young guy who's extremely good, Steve Gipke, who you also may have seen in, in Impact and and um, AEW. He's part of the Jersey Muscle Squad. Um, right. So he's a very, very good former dog tag team champion, too. Yeah, I was and, about to say. Part yeah. of the... Uh... The Down Boys at the time, but yeah, the former dog tag team champions, two-time dog tag team champions, the Down Boys, now known as the Jersey Muscle Squad. So, you know, I guess guess they aren't down anymore. No, they're working their way up the ladder, working their way up (laughs) to the stratosphere. But again, Jazz is is the next in line, and his match with Dirty Money is just the next thing step to prove how he's good. His former championship, former champion, get a championship opportunity. I know a lot of people hate those particular phrasing, uh, but a championship match is a good thing for the champion because it gets to really test how good he is. And Dirty Money, he's capable of taking that championship away. Right now, um, it's only like two defenses in, in like a few months. Ray Jazz may be the shortest reign dog champion. We've never had one less than a year. And it's it's you haven't ever had a uh, a two time official dog champion. I know Breaker Morant had won the interim title, and then uh, of course he was scheduled to defend and and make that undisputed dog championship between him and Ray Jazz, but that match didn't happen. He was injured. Um, is he is he okay now, or is he still nursing that injury? And, and do you expect Breaker Morant back in a dog ring anytime soon? Here's the story. When he was scheduled, he wrestled Ray Jazz one time impromptu, not knowing what he was doing. What happened was uh, Matt Stryker was unable to attend. That was the scheduled opponent for Break Moran for the dog championship. He was unable to attend, so we had to uh, basically scramble to try to find a result. We ended up doing a battle royal where the winner got a shot at uh, Breaker that night. But Ray Jazz wrestled the opening match, wrestled that battle royal, and again, came within an eyelash of becoming the dog champion that night. And I think Breaker's experience is the, was the main factor on that. Ray Jazz is still a young, learning wrestler. And Breaker was a little more aggressive and rule-breaking at the time. But it's funny how the he was supposed to defend the title against Steve Gipke, and he got hurt, and it was a really bad injury. And then all of a sudden, he got hurt again against when you're supposed to do, to unify the championship of Ray Jazz. I don't know. The first injury I know was a legit injury. I don't know if this other one was. Again, I'm not I'm not a doctor. That's that Dr. Zirconium can tell you better. I just think he's kind of scared of Ray Jazz and knew he was going to lose and thought if he didn't show up, he would the championship match wouldn't happen or whatever. But Ray Jazz beat him by forfeit and then immediately defended that title that night against um, Brett Titus. So... He's now the undisputed champion. If Breaker wants a shot at it, I'm sure he can get it. I heard he's too busy working for like minor league promotions, like uh, like there's like a bunch of garbage that's running around New Jersey. Maybe he just wants he's, he realizes that Ray Jazz is the real deal and uh, doesn't want anything to do with him. Big fish, small pond. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but um, we nevertheless we move on. 
because again, this card on October the 30th is really starting to come together. Um, your matchmaker, um, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm not going to try. I'm just going to call him Jim. Jim uh, Molino. ECW's own Jim Molino. Uh, when, how, <laughs> wow, I got too ahead of myself there. How? What were, what were the conditions? What brought him to dog? I, I know that, um, he, and I'm not trying to bring up any bad feelings here. I know he, he took some of your responsibilities away when he came to dog. Uh, but uh, overall, how do you feel about having Jim on the roster? I was more of an advisor when it came to matchmaking, and I still am. I do advise. Um, Dr. Zirconian was doing it all himself, but being a successful doctor and promoter and everything else, his times are very limited. So the working with Jim Molino, who used to run the old-time wrestling uh, wrestling school and promotion, OTW, um, when he split off from OTW to he basically was retiring from promoting, uh, next thing you know, Dr. Zirconian contacted him, and now they're working together with me. And I, I work more with Jim Molino now to help create the talent and to put on the different events. And I, I advise him on wrestlers that I like, but he actually makes the matches, and he does an extremely good job. You know, I, I have to give him credit. Um, some of these matches on this next event on October 30th, There'd be a main event in anywhere. You might not know the wrestlers, but when you watch the talent of it, it's going to be a main event anywhere. You, any one of these can top any card out there and be the best match. I know that uh, it's not officially recognized as a working relationship with Ring of Honor, but a lot of Ring of Honor talent ends up working with the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, and that's no different on uh, Saturday night, October 30th, when you have the big bad kaiju O'Shea Edwards make his dog debut challenging the WWGP champion. That's a World Wrestling Grand Prix champion, Chris Steeler. Tell me about this match. How did this one come into to form? And and tell me about um, what did you guys see in O'Shea Edwards that made you want to bring him to dog? If you watch the WWE or NXT or if you're a longtime independent fan, you may recognize the name Keith Lee. Yes. And he is a very big, powerful, excellent wrestler who has a power game that basically runs over you. Well, if you take O'Shea Edwards, he's like 50% Keith Lee. And then do you remember a wrestler in the name Marcus Corbon in the WWE? And he was, oh, uh, of course, uh, what was his name in, in, in TNA again? Um, I just lost it. Oh, God. Now it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I know it was uh, the pounds. Yeah, the alpha male, Monty Brown. Monty Brown. Monty Brown. He's, he's kind of like a hybrid of Monty Brown and Keith Lee. Wow. And because of Chris Dealer's attitude and the way he kind of deals with things, he kind of, I think, got onto um, Molino's nerves a little bit. He wasn't, he was supposed to wrestle defend the WWGP championship in the last event against uh, former dog tag team champion uh, one half of the Midnight Sensations um, and he was supposed to defend against him but the uh, he, there was the COVID basically he, he made a contact with COVID so we had the protocol out we couldn't make it unfortunately luckily he didn't have COVID but we didn't know that at the time Right. so um, Sam Shields wasn't able to make it so he thought he was going to have the night off and he ended up interrupting because cockily, is that a word cockily? Very cocky, interrupting <laughs> the match between 
third generation wrestler Brogan Finley and actually fourth generation wrestler isn't he Brogan Finley and um, Eric, Eric Martin, Martin. Was own that was just really really high quality it was a great wrestling match and he it went to a time limit draw and he basically said he beat them both so Jim Molyneux made that match and and he snuck out with a victory he really did it was it, I don't know how he got away with the champion and unfortunately Jim Molyneux is kind of new he went under the triple threat rules in dog we don't generally do that it's usually an elimination match but unfortunately Molyneux was not aware of that when he created the match right so it was one pinfall and he escaped with the championship so we decided to put him against somebody that will pretty much run over him like a tank <laughs> and let's see how good he is now against O'Shea Edwards. And don't get me wrong, Chris Steele is great. He is so incredibly talented. Um, I, he's one of those wrestlers that if if he had a good publicist, he'd be a lot more places right now. And um, he's just very, very, very good in that squared circle. And that match should be interesting. It's going to be the young, sneaky, uh, conniving champion defending against the the abotomy of Godzilla basically yes and and let's not forget that it was at Wrath of Champions uh, two years ago that Steeler defeated William Huckabee to win that WWGP championship and uh, and let's make no qualms about it I know he hasn't been on the dog card in a while but William Huckabee was outstanding as a champion. So, I mean, it just further proves your point on how good Chris Steeler is, who he's able to take the title away from William Huckabee. And, and here he is, you know, using the rules to his favor and sneaking out of the great, or the all American bash, excuse me, uh, holding on to that WWGP championship. Uh, yeah, it was a very good match. It was great. You can check it on YouTube. I'm sure Jay will link the, uh, the match in this in this interview right here or show maybe share some highlights of it but um it was it was damn good and i was very happy to see it the fans were very happy to see it and this match against o'shea edwards the fans are going to be in for a real treat uh ring of honor basically how even a situation happens is while there's no formal agreement with ring of honor wrestlers a lot of them live around here and a lot of them contact dr zirconium to about future bookings and O'Shea Edwards, you might not know him now, but I bet you in five years you might see him at one of the major league companies, you know, besides the major leagues of all South Jersey professional wrestling, dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators. I mean, yeah, you, you, you do have to call a spade a spade. The, the Northeast is certainly ripe with talent, and uh, it's just amazing. Um, it's amazing the talent pool that you're able to draw from not just in New Jersey, but in the surrounding areas. And we've talked about it. I mean, dog talent has come from places like, uh, well, like Virginia and West Virginia, uh, North Carolina. I mean, talents have really poured in from all over the country and even out of the country to to be at dog events. I mean, uh, the fact that some of these guys that you've had on your show, I mean, we're talking events. about- We don't run shows, we run events, remember that. Correction, events. Uh, I mean, some of the guys that have appeared on your shows, events, <laughs> Jesus. Some of the guys that have appeared at your events, uh, I mean, are some of the who's who of professional wrestling today. Who are some of the favorite, uh, your favorites, uh, the out-of-towners, the um, 
the, the non-regulars who have attended your events, the special guests, who are some of your favorites over the years? Well, think about it. Um, a close personal friend of mine, Lindsay Dorado, currently working for the WWE. He's been a part of the dog roster, roster multiple times. Takayaki Watanabe, who now known as Evil from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That was an incredible find. Uh, fourth generation wrestler, Brogan Finley. How about that one? What about uh, Jerry Lynn? The always insane Marty Jannetty, current <laughs> WWE superstar and favorites to the uh, right wing political people, uh, formerly known as Gunner, now known as uh, Jason Riker, WWE, um, Robbie E. Uh, let's see, the list goes on and on. Nunzio from w- that. How about Australia, JXT? Another yeah. wrestler from and across the across many oceans, across the other side of the world. Um, so that was an excellent find, I think, for Brian Pillman Jr. Um, I know I'm missing some. There's some really, really talented wrestlers. I worked for Cahagas, former NWA champion. Um, I, again, I'm sure that a lot of them that I'm missing, but don't forget a- my co-host, the modern day hero, Kevin oh, Frazier, yeah. formerly known as Kevin Douglas, who brought the junior heavyweight championship to to dog and and as much as i'm not a huge fan of this guy i mean the sheik brought the north american championship craig classic came to your area with the world junior heavyweight championship uh all these promotions while dog was still uh associated with the nwa i mean it's been a pretty wild you know uh 11 years oh yeah former N- the nwa world heavyweight championship was the de- was decided in a dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators ring and, and a lot of controversy on that one, but it did happen. That story is the one that I get asked about the most when people talk about the uh, the Bruce Tharp era of the NWA, and and basically because there's so much mystery behind it. And I, I mean, I'm trying to remember the story as you told it, but that nobody in the building knew that Tokyo Monster was even there. He just kind of showed up, paid for his own flight. Um, his manager got him snuck into the building. Nobody even knew he was there. And, and then you get Bruce Tharp on the freaking phone telling Fred that this is okay and to let it go, right? Yeah, I even brought a flash drive with Cahagas' music to the musicians. So there was <laughs> like there was no sign whatsoever what was going to happen. Um, I always suspected Fred knew, but I have no proof on it. But I think it was a... I think it was a plan all the time. They didn't want Damian Wayne to be NWA champion or whoever was going to win it because it ended up between Damian Wayne and Chance Prophet when Cahagas made his presence known. Um, I don't know what happened if there was distraction and what happened either way, but Damian Wayne was was would have won that if you know things stayed the same, except for what would happen with Cahagas. He's the uncrowned NWA World Champion in my opinion, and there's reason he was the dog champion because he's one of the best in the absolute world. Uh, and that's uh, some pretty uh, high praise that you were bestowing upon. Uh, and I'm going to just go ahead and call him a friend of the show, Damian Wayne. And uh, I was one of those guys that full-heartedly believed that he would be the next world's heavyweight champion. And I think there's something to that when you say he's the uncrowned NWA world's heavyweight champion. Because, I, I mean, all signs pointed to Damian Wayne. Uh, I mean, there was even talk... Uh, if you ever watched the uh, Seven Levels of Hate documentary between Adam Pierce and Colt Cabana, there was a lot of signs, even in that video, pointing towards Damian Wayne becoming the next world champion. And the fact that they never pulled the trigger on that really irks me. I, I really, 
not that anyone is uh, guaranteed anything in this life, but if there's anyone in the entire world that should have had a, a chance to be world's heavyweight champion, it has to be Damian Wayne. He deserved it. He earned it. A lot of praise goes on him, and a lot of praise goes on Dr. Zirconium for letting everybody know just how damn good he is. Um, and gave him the opportunities to get the what he was doing out there. I mean, you don't defend the dog championship in 50 times in, like, what was it, like 11 different states or something like that? Right. And he was a traveling champion even for just a single company championship. Imagine what he would have been for the world championship. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. Uh, other matches that were announced for this is that uh, grudge match between Ty Thomas and Nikos Rikos. I'm not super familiar with either one of these gentlemen. Let's let's talk about this match. Put me put me onto these two guys, Jaden. Nikos Rikos once uh, challenged for the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Championship and was a really competitive match. And Nico Ty Thomas was undefeated for a while in dog. He had his first win at the Rowan event at Rowan University. And then he just started picking up wins and wins and wins throughout dog, especially in his hometown when they ran in Little Egg Harbor. And he was a really popular local wrestler. He now lives more locally toward where we live now in South in the Glassboro area. And very, very popular. The fans absolutely love him. Young wrestler who's just starting to fill into his body, get into get some strength on he's he was lanky kind of Kendall Windham lanky for a while but he's really starting to work in the gym putting on some some proper weight but not losing any of his endurance and his agility and Nikos Rikos is a wrestler from Greece who how do I put this um he knows how to do the underhanded tactics properly he knows how to get away with a lot of things that um a lot of he, he's for a very young guy. He's way more experienced in the psychological and the thinking man's sport version of professional wrestling than a lot of guys at you know at his youth. And it was just a good match. And Nico Rico's, uh, I'm not gonna lie, he cheated. Uh, you know, good for him. But he cheated to end Ty Thomas's undefeated streak. But the fans wanted a rematch. They asked Doctor Zirconium for a rematch. He said, "Sure. You guys want it." Yeah, I'll give you a rematch. And that's why it's happening. And Ty is extremely ecstatic because he doesn't want to have that loss on his record without trying to avenge it. And it's pride and respect. And he wants to show exactly what he can do, you know, in that ring and why he's so talented and why he was undefeated for a while. And I mean, um, when you start looking up and down the uh, event uh, roster for this show, I mean... We know that uh, Patch will be there. We know that Michael Mars will be there. Uh, Adam Chandler, who that dude has an impressive look. Very, very uh, gym tested, I would assume. Uh, yes, very good. Adam Chandler, former OTW championship, defended it against Brian Johnson. And I don't mean the member of ACDC. I mean the guy who's currently <laughs> working for Ring of Honor right now. Um, he defended against Brian Johnson at a dog event. Uh, there used to be a a sister promotion ship with between the two when Jim Molyneux was involved. That's also why he's um, working for Dog right now because of that relationship initially. But uh, he, he he's a very, very good wrestler. Tall, strong, um, and is now... He's at the point where he's 
going beyond the youngster and moving more into the veteran role. And I think it's going to suit him a lot better. So the alpha dog is himself, Adam Chandler. I think him, and actually, you know what? I'm going to give you guys two exclusives before that's even announced on the Facebook page uh, and, and the Instagram and everything else. So I'm going to announce two matches for you for right here. And one of them is Adam Chandler is going to be taking on the reti- ret- returning Kyle Payne. Uh, oh, wow. Kyle Payne is a, another big roughneck. He's, they call himself the extreme redneck. And <laughs> that's going to be a clash of styles that it might be a very interesting match. Styles make matches, and this might be... It's it's either going to be bowling shoe ugly or an absolute classic, but either way, you want to want to see it. So Kyle Payne makes his return. You, hear it, you heard it here first. You know, th- this roster... Again, I have to take my hat off to Dr. Circonium. I have to take my hat off to you, Jaden. Uh, of course, uh, Jim. Uh, I, I'm going to try Milano. Malano. Milano. See, I was pretty close. Malano. There's no N in there, though. There's, actually, it is an N in there, so you don't have to add an N like you like to do, but still. Um, I mean, from top to bottom, you have an amazing roster. And then also there's uh, Daredevil, Dave Dahl. But you have a really great <laughs> roster. And and then Daredevil Dave Doll, um, I, I'm really stealing excited. my lines right there. That's my that's my routine. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I I thought I would uh, I thought I would try the hat on and see if it fit, and it fits perfectly. <laughs> how, how does this cat Dave Doll keep getting booked on dog events? Um, yeah, I, mean, no, I, know I, 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 I think he must have pictures of Doctor Zirconium with like a zebra or something. I don't know because maybe maybe, the, maybe that's his long lost nephew. Maybe. I mean, if so, uh, I think Dr. Zirconium's gene pool should have been poly- uh, chlorinated years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, Dave Dahl, you know what? He's annoying. He's obnoxious. Uh, I can't stand him. Kind of enjoy watching him get beat up. I mean, maybe that's why. I know fans really do enjoy watching him get beat up. Maybe it's just some kind of sick thing where we just enjoy watching him get hurt so much. that uh, if, You know what, though? He's talented. I give him that. He's. I mean... He's he's obnoxious and he's kind of like the human version of the coronavirus, but <laughs> that's that's brutal. Um, I but mean, we do enjoy watching him get beat up. I mean, Ray Jazz beat him up. Uh, what was it uh, two years ago in that lumberjack strap match? And then uh, you know, uh, th- just throughout the course of the years, I mean, Dave Dahl. His win-loss record hasn't been great. I mean, he did get that win at Rowan University against Vinny Talota. But, I mean, outside of that, uh, uh, <laughs> he's a nice he guy. Has, he does have a win. <laughs> um, when there was the match with, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Pat Shamrock was wrestling against. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, and he was wrestling against Dave Dahl's partner at the time. Um, Dylan Mesh. Dylan Mesh, yeah. And he, if he won, he got five minutes with with um, good old Dave Dahl. But there was an attack afterwards, leaving him very vulnerable. And Dave Dahl ended up in that five minute match, getting a win right there. He is sneaky. We'll give him that. He knows he he may not have the best win record, but he has some intelligence and some ring savvy in there, and he can find ways to sneak out wins every once in a while. Well, I mean. We, we, we just kind of threw him down, but I guess you're picking him back up here. Uh, Dave Dahl, again, he'll be a part of October 30th. And one of the matches that I'm really looking forward to, I mean, look, at these events, 
and I'm not again. I don't want to. I don't want to keep harping on it, but you guys do a good job of finding these unknown talents and and bringing stars back from yesteryear, and also using some of the uh, the dog names that have disappeared that have come back. And we mentioned it earlier in the in the main event where you have uh, you have uh, Dirty Money making his appearance uh, back at a dog event. We also are going to be joined um, in a tag team match by former tag team ch- uh, champions, South Philly's Finest. And and I I remember these guys being very dominant as their timeless champions. And I think they held those belts for quite a long time. What can you tell me about South Philly's Finest? And are you excited to see them return to dogs? I know they're very popular with the dog fan base. And they've held many different independent wrestling championships, including being two-time former dog tag team champions. So they have a good pedigree in the tag team scene. And Dr. Zirconium wasn't going to let the Brick City Boys rest on their laurels. Um, if these are two-time former dog champs. You're going to have the new champs, the Brick City Boys, right now being thrown right into the fire and getting a top challenger out there to see, just test how good they are. Are they flashing the pans and just... Uh, you know, they're good at winning the belts, but not good at holding them. Or are they a real serious tag team? This is a match that's going to show us all. The new champions, the Brick City Boys, um, they are, they defeated the um, Old School Empire for those championships. And everybody knows the Old School Empire is not only the longest reigning dog tag team champions, but also the cha- tag team uh, combination that defended the championships the most. And, you know, that's a big win. But now, you know, now they're defending against former champions. It's really throwing them back into the fire. There's not even a frying pan involved. It's just straight right into the fire <laughs> to see how they, um, you know, how they reign as champions. Are they going to be flashing the pans? Are they going to be real serious tag team superstars? Are we talking about the reigns of the Brick City Boys in the future? Well, I mean, and it's not like South Philly's finest, uh, you know, you said it during the commentary. They're two-time tag team champions. They're not a slouch. Their history with dogs speaks for itself. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Conway, Luca Brazzi, I mean, you're talking about two tough individuals. But, I, again, I don't want to take anything away from Victor Chase or Jay Cruz. Those two put on a very smart match with Patch and Vinny the Fixer. Again, you can check these matches. A lot of these matches from the uh, All-American Bash are available on the Dog YouTube page. And the link will be in the description as well as uh, you can just check it out on the Dog Pro Wrestling website. There's a link right there. But I, I do have to admit that this was a very smart tag team. And the way that they ran that match... Back just a few months ago at the All-American Bash, the way that they were able to make that blind tag and really took advantage of the, you know, maybe of the referee's naivety or maybe just the fact that Patch and Vinny were just so in that moment, they were able to steal that tag and and really stole that victory. It's true. And you know what they also stole? They stole the fans' hearts because they went into that match, the not only the underdogs, but the the not most popular team. I mean, Old School Empire was beloved by the dog wrestling fans. And at the end of the night, now the fans are cheering for the Brick City Boys. So they may have just not only stole that victory, they may have stole the heart of all the fans and dangerous drone wrestling gladiators. And you know what I did appreciate after that match too, is that the fact that the former champions were very, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Respectful. It's um, not the word, but they were very... Uh, they celebrated the new champions. There were no sour grapes. They they didn't, 
you know, beat him up after the match. They didn't sneak attack him. They went across the ring, shook their hands, and it was it was kind of a feel-good moment for Dog. And I think that more of that in wrestling is always appreciated. But like you said, the Brick City boys went in there not very uh, fan-friendly and were able to walk out not only acquiring the hearts and thoughts of the Dog audience, but I guess they earned the respect from uh, Patch and Vinny the Fixer. They did, and I actually wonder how the fans are going to respond because while South Philly's finest... Uh, people don't know that Glassboro is from something known as South Jersey, and South Jersey is more associated with Philadelphia, and North Jersey is more associated with New York. So the South Jersey fans generally like these Philadelphia sports teams, like the, like the Flyers, even though they suck, and the Eagles, and the Sixers. But in reality, the South Philly's finest is a lot more like Ben Simmons, and so he, you know, while the Philly teams are are popular. Um, Ben Simmons is not very loved right now by the Sixers fans, and I think the, I think South Philly's finest may get a similar result because they they remind me a lot of Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so I mean, uh, of course, this event takes place on October thirtieth. Uh, tickets are fifteen dollars, and I, I really feel like when we talk about entertainment value, you talk about uh, return on investment, you talk about. Uh, opportunity cost. You can go see a movie. I mean, you could go buy tickets to go see Venom 2 and, uh, you know, sit there for two hours for five minutes worth of a, a, the only thing that was good about it. Or you can go to something like uh, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators the night before Halloween. Take your kids and then the next night take them trick-or-treating. Spoil those little little youngins. And, little uh, monsters, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the word I was going to choose. So, and at fifteen dollars a pop, I mean, that's affordable for the whole family. A family of four can go see a wrestling show for sixty dollars. Bring another ten and they can see a wrestling event, which is even better. Actually, you're absolutely right. And uh, you, you know that's going to be the hardest thing for me to ever get, right? Because we've been talking about dog for damn near uh, eleven years, and I don't think I've ever said it correctly on a consistent basis with your, with your vernacular um, uh, shows or events and not shows. See, I did right there, too. I'll never get it right. And I apologize. Please That's because you have too many wrestling shows. You need to start going to events like, you know what, maybe sometime in 21 or 22, you should come see a, a dog event in uh, Glassboro, New Jersey. I'm only coming if I can interview the entire roster. We'll do like a world record uh, five-minute interviews with everyone on the roster. What I'll let you do is I'll let you interview the, all the great wrestlers on the roster and Daredevil Dave Dahl. <laughs> Can we start with him so I get the bad taste out of my mouth first? Uh, usually you want to save the worst for last, right? But, no. Right, if you want to rip it off like a Band-Aid and you know, get it done and over with, sure. No, you eat your green peas first and then you eat your steak. That's how it works. I, I just don't. I, well, I do like peas, but I, I would definitely eat the steak first because there's nothing worse than a cold steak. Uh, that's that's a good point too uh, Jaden on behalf of Dr. Zirconium and Jim Milano Malino let me hear you say Sumi Sakai or Cahagas again I got Sumi Sakai I got that one down and Cahagas I've I perfected that after our last interview with the Tokyo Monster um, can I just call him Paul anyways uh, we're going again October 30th is the night um, what other uh, things would you like to talk about before we wrap the show up? Um, how can folks uh, pick up a t-shirt, merchandise? How can they follow uh, 
dog on all its social media platforms. How can they get more involved with the dog pound? Well, let's just start off. I want to quickly go over the card just so you know, and I'll even I'll even say one more match. So we got Dirty Money, former champion against Ray Jazz. That's going to be amazing. We got Chris Steelers going to be fighting for his life against the big bad Kaiju O'Shea Edwards. The grudge match, Ty Thomas, Nikos Rikos. This time it's personal. The Brick City Boys, first championship defense ever against South Philly Finest, former two-time tag team champions. We got Glassboro's own Eric Martin taking on Ring of Honor superstar Joe Keys. So that's going to be really, really, really good. Uh, you've seen Eric Martin on Ring of Honor television yourself too. So that's something I think is going to be a highlight. Maybe maybe some management of Ring of Honor will be watching that match. You got Kyle Payne, the returning Kyle Payne and Alpha Dog Adam Chandler going one-on-one. And the match that obviously we haven't announced yet, Patch of the Old School Empire is going to be taken on main event Michael Mars. Michael Mars is a longtime veteran. He wrestles a lot in the Pennsylvania area. So this is going to be like an old school match. Um, unless, you know, Patch decides to just turn it into a fight because that's something Patch can do. And <clears throat> I mean, wow. That's that's a lot of wrestling for $15. Yes. And a local, small local promotion, uh, Camp Leapfrog, they are the. Um, the spiritual successor of Chikara. And I know that seems really weird working with that, but they have some very talented women wrestlers on their card, on their roster, actually. And I, I'm looking forward to, they're going to have a match on that. I just actually got that text just a few seconds ago as we were, uh, that's probably why I disappeared for a while and I wasn't able to hear because I was reading that text. But um, Camp Leafrog is going to have a match and I'm trying to pull it up right now, but unfortunately my computer's going very, very slow because the internet hasn't been very fast recently. And I don't know why they blame something about uh, sunspots or something like that. That's what Comcast keeps trying to tell me. But it's going to be, and I'm moving slowly, so I'm going to talk like this until I find it. So you're going to talk like DKM? Yeah. That's, I can't wait now. Remember when um, DKM was dancing on the show? <laughs> that was one of the highlights. I should have clipped it. You should clip it. You should find that, and that should become a that should become a GIF. And it's graphic interface, so it's GIF. I don't care what the owner says. He's a moron. The guy who created it. But anyway, it's um, Damaris, who is a young local wrestler, really uh, shows a lot of uh, skills, and another rookie, Gabby Abby Jane. Um, they're going to be wrestling. Uh, we've had women wrestlers. Obviously, WWGP Women's Champion Casey Carlisle often appears in Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. We have had women wrestlers like Sumi Sakai and Jenny Rose when she was known under a different name. And we've had a recent match where for a contendership between the Magnificent Mimi and the Notorious... Uh, I'm sorry, the Notorious Mimi and Vicious Vicky. That's right. So... You know, that's we've had women wrestlers and, and fans like that, so we decided to work with them. And these two young women wrestlers are just starting their careers and starting to get their name out there. And they're going to be a special exhibition match between the two via Camp Leapfrog, brought to you in Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiator. So there's something extra I just learned about as we were being, um, as where this conversation was going on, as we were being recorded. That's uh, again such a solid lineup, and again a lot of value for fifteen dollars. I mean, I, I know locally here in Southern California, our ticket prices 
you know, for a show equally matched with talent, will probably be up in the thirty to thirty-five dollar range. So I really uh, celebrate uh, Dr. Lord Chaconian for keeping those ticket prices fair, and again uh, giving the fans so much value for for the dollars that they're bringing to the show. Um, it's true, they, and no, they get all of that plus they get all those great wrestlers plus they get Daredevil Dave Doll. <laughs> That dude's going to put a hit out on you, Jaden. I'm almost positive. What is he going to do? Sit on me? <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> let's wrap this up because we're getting up up to the hour. I know um, that you got to get going and, and, and uh, we got a lot of things going on today. So for the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, how can they follow you on the social medias? Well, that's Dog Pro Wrestling is the, um, the name of the company. The website is www.dogprowrestling.com. That's where you can link all the social medias. I, yeah, God, I have to remember all this stuff. Um, you can actually contact Dr. Lawrence Zirconium at facebook.com forward slash Lawrence.zirconium. Then you I have. You. I got you. I got you. Your Facebook is dog, uh, is facebook.com forward slash dog wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at dog wrestling. And then Instagram is a little bit different. I think that's uh, dog unleashed. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the original Instagram got hacked, so they had to make a new one. Is it still Dog Unleashed? Dog underscore Unleashed, I think, but yeah. Okay. It's either Dog Unleashed or Dog underscore Unleashed. Whatever the current one is right now, that's the right one. <laughs> what, 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 whatever one you can find, just Google search it. As long as it's not... Um, never mind. Uh, we won't dog go there. underscore Unleashed. I was right the first, uh, the first time, yeah. Perfect. And then, uh, of course, your YouTube channel... Uh, guys, one of the craziest things that Dr. Lawrence Zirconium does is that a couple of weeks, couple of months after these events happen, is that he puts a lot of these matches up on the YouTube page. And I'm talking about a lot of quality wrestling you could watch for absolutely free. And I, I really would suggest that you subscribe to the dog channel. Uh, again, so many good matches. Uh, I'm looking right now at the dog channel. You could see, <clears throat> besides the results, uh, the, the show, the event, the American Bash 2021, the entire lineup is there. But then uh, matches from uh, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, the the some of the earlier matches uh, with Chance Profit, and I think he was fighting against, uh, I'm going to find out right now, Jason Kincaid. I mean, there's so much good stuff available on that YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. You definitely need to subscribe. Check it out. Tell a friend, too, because like I said, there's so much good stuff up there. Um, you don't want to miss it. Make Jayden, sure you like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> that's right. Jaden, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking time to talk with us today. And again, uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you at the matches. Good night now. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance Blog. Remember... Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. 
Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.